Good morning. Well, they say when Powell opens his mouth, Martin good things happen. What? Good things, right? Um, Something happens. Um, let's let's wait. Let's try that again. When Powell opens his mouth, the market goes to shit. Hey. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I couldn't beat you that time. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Brendan Rendo with the Homes in Orlando team, and is joined as always with uh, Joseph Dion of Apley Home Loans. And it has been a very tough week for the mortgage industry. And really, since the Fed meeting, We've seen nothing but an increase in rates. And every day is, quote, a new record, a new record, a new record. Multi, multi-decade highs. Like, these are the texts that I like to hear. We hit a new multi-decade high. Like, can I? Can we stop being the punching bag? Like, I don't want to take any more abuse yeah. in this real estate world. Like, you feel like... We were speaking earlier. I feel like such a broken record, and I don't want to be a broken record. I don't. But we keep looking at the fundamentals, and the fundamentals keep telling us there's no way to turn this down. Mm -hmm. I don't see where we turn this down. I mean, when we get when we look at it, the ten year. This is the the chart of the ten year Treasury note since Powell talked the day after the twenty first. Mm -hmm. What happened? We took a shot up. Bam. Bam. A couple of days. You know, here's 25th is Monday. Happened to be my wife's birthday. Bam. Nice birthday present. You know, took a little dip. Okay, everybody take a breather. Maybe we'll level off. And then through Bam. the end of the end of the week so far, we're we're on that continual increase. And like you said, we last week is what's to stop us once we break that 4.5 mental barrier. Yeah. And, and, and there was nothing. And this just goes to show there's nothing that like what's next, maybe 4.75, but really I think it's five on that 10 year. Yeah. I don't, I, I think that's what it is. I think the next, the next barrier is going to be that psychological five. And yep. But, but I think this is the markets reacting to feds and everybody saying rates are going to rates are going to be higher for longer. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's what the we're getting out of this. Yep. The neutral and, rate is going to be higher than we thought. You know, so I, I think that's kind of where we're sitting at right now is like, that's, that's the key. Um, it's just, you, you sit there, but what, what amazes me, you see this, you see this jump. You see the pullback. Mm -hmm. One of the, one another um, mortgage firm that I, or lender I work with, Waterstone Mortgage, which which is a good sized national firm. They, I talked to one of their uh, their uh, loan officers yesterday, and they just went through layoffs yesterday. Ooh, that's not good. And why? It's because the volume keeps the volume naturally is going to pull back with the higher with the higher rates. Mm -hmm. And what amazed me is this was JP Morgan came out and said they no longer expect a recession. <laughs> it's like, well, come on, guys. You know, 
I can get that right because this is what you're looking at overall. Here's, boy, isn't this beautiful? This is back in 2021. You know, the average rate was, ooh, 2.66. Yeah, that feels nice. That feels really nice, doesn't it? And here's your, here's your, um, well, actually, let's go down to the purchase. So here's your, here's your purchase volume for more, for mortgage, mortgage loans. And look at it go. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, they've got the average right now sitting at 7.19. On that report. But if you look all the way to the right of your screen, it's showing that 7.65 on that. that, Yeah. Today, today's mortgage rates. Mm-hmm. 7.625. Yep. So, um, and that's top tier. This is, you know, that little mortgage news daily, like they pull top tier pricing option. It's like, these are 80%, so, you know, down 780 credit score, or, you know, like you're talking, that's the best, the best. Like, honestly, right now, there's a lot of buyers that it's like, you're having conversations and you're throwing out a number that starts with an eight. Or you're telling them you want, you know, you want this, it's going to be that. Um, I mean, I talked to, and, and this is the hard part. I talked to a client yesterday, went under contract. Um, he was under contract two months ago. And oh I, w- I felt so bad that I was like, oh my goodness. Like I'm about to blow his, like he's about to have an aneurysm when I give him this rate. You know, and it and it's like you tell them what's going on with the market. You tell them, you tell them, and then they get under contract, and then it sinks in, right? Like now, yep. it really sinks in, like because they think, oh well, I'll still. But you know, I was like, okay, let me get as aggressive. You know, we'll we'll go skinny because I feel bad to tell someone, hey, I know that this house is forty grand less than what you were putting. Uh, you are under contract on the last one, but your payment's going to be higher. Mm-hmm. Like. That's a hard pill to swallow because they were like, let me, they, they canceled the last one because they felt like the housing payment was too high. Yep. And I did, I had a similar situation that, in that I had a client who we were looking at the hometown heroes. And of course that's gone now. And It'll be back. Not soon enough. I and mean, then. July, what is June of next year, technically? Because they're in session in January this time around for Florida. Yep. So they'll renew it. Um, they definitely will renew it, right? Like oh, going yeah. into the election cycle, like, yeah, it's getting renewed. Yeah, um, they're going to refund it. But I think the huge, funds won't hit until July. Yeah, huge success for, for the people who were able to take advantage of it. Truly got what I felt was a, was a good program. Mm-hmm. Um and a good opportunity to help exactly what's supposed to do, help people who are struggling to make that down payment. Yep. I just hope most of them realize that, Hey, it's, you do have to pay it back if you refinance or you sell. Yep. And this kind of goes into what we had talked about, about the refinances is if we keep pushing the rates up where that refinance level sits, because that's the, you know, one of the things a lot of realtors present is, oh, marry the house, date the rate. But if your neutral rate is higher, you're going to be dating someone you don't like for a long time. Right? It's like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, at what point, like, rates keep on climbing. 
and and I I'm not a huge like I I understand the concept of marry you know marry the home date the rate like I get it um, I do think it's super ultra like like salesy I think it's one of those things where it's just like like. I feel like someone's like, do they really have my best interest when they're saying that? Like, yeah. I don't know, but like, I get it. Now the hard part, like the key caveat to this is you better be okay with the payment you got today. Mm -hmm. Cause if you're going into it and you're like, okay, well I'm going to date that rate and I can stretch my budget to kind of afford this. But if something goes wrong, I'm screwed. Yep. You probably shouldn't be doing it. Shouldn't be doing it. Like, and that's the hard part. Because how, like, you know what, like last time rates were in the nines was what, late nineties? Yeah. Like that's when they kind of like, I think it was like 2002-ish when they started to drop back down, got yeah, back into it like was sixes. What, 90, 97, 98, I think. I remember the eights. I remember the yeah. eight. I remember eight and a quarter, eight right? and a half. I could be wrong. Like maybe that's yeah. where it was. Like I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be throwing, but like, like even still, like eight and a half. That's where we are right now, right? Yep. Like that's a tough. Like, but what were values of homes back then? You know, a house that's selling for three fifty today probably was eighty grand back in two thousand. <laughs> Easily. Like, Easily. I, and, and and the hard part is, is where are where are wages? Like our wages haven't gone up to a level like home values, inflation, everything else. Like mm -hmm. we talk about all these numbers, but the reality is, is that we haven't seen job wage growth at a rate that matches everything else. Yep. The increase in everything else. Like, you know, a dollar today just doesn't go nearly as far as it did 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Nope. You know? I see all the the memes that you know the the millennials or Z whatever all these younger generations like um, that are younger than me. I like there's younger generations than me now. Like gosh, I'm a boomer. Um, I'm I'm right there. I'm almost a boomer. I'm like the boomer of millennial generation because I hate everything. Uh, no, but like I see these memes where they're like, oh, my parents telling me that I should be more disciplined when they bought their house, like when they bought their house for a nickel. Right. And sold it for like one million dollars. Right. But it's kind of funny because, you know, there is a lot of people and you talk about, um, you know, and I look at the average age of government, the policymakers. Right. Senate, Congress, president, oh like elected God. officials. You see all of this and they're talking about, oh, well, we're doing this and that. And it's like, well, you know, you're the ones like and I and I to be trying like. When you bought your house in 1980 and you're selling it in 2020, you know, 2023. Yeah. You know, that house that you bought in Silicon Valley for 100, 150, 200,000 is now worth 1.8. Like, like, yeah, you know, you made one really good move. And I, I joke like you were, you know, the move was you were born in a generation that was able generation. to take advantage yep. of that, right? Yep. Um, and I, I, I'm not being cynical to, but it, I think that's kind of the challenge that we have right now is this, yeah, like, the, the younger, I mean, the younger generation, you've got 40% of them. I think it is now roughly that, that are saying, I don't think we'll ever own a house. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever own a house. And you're, and it's like, wow, that's. That stinks because wait, wait, wasn't that the American dream? That was the American dream. And you know, that, that was like, okay, get married, have, you know, buy a house, have kids. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I, I understand their, their discouragement because when you look at things financially, they, they've all been told they had to go to college, get a college degree, take these student loans out, you know, take, you know, you have to, you have to live up to everyone's means. So you've got all this credit card debt. And at the end of the day, it doesn't leave them with anything to buy a house with. You know, that's, that's, I think that's one reason why you're seeing that multi-generational. I don't see it, you know, you know, we used to make, you know, used to make fun of them, you know, oh, living in mom and dad's basement. Well, I understand why they're living in mom and dad's basement mm-hmm. because you, I've got a one, one um, condo for a friend that we're, we're, I'm helping him rent out a one, one, $1,400 a month. Oh gosh. $1,400 a month. Mm-hmm. And I have my blown, my phone is blowing up with people looking at it. Yeah. $1,400. $1, oh, okay. And, okay. With Bankrate, Bankrate, I believe it was Bankrate this past week came out um, with a statistic. And, you know, there's statistics like you can believe whatever you want. But I think they said oh. it was something like 67% of people making 50, of households making 50 to 100,000 a year are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And then a third of bar of people living, making between a hundred and 150 K are living paycheck, paycheck, to paycheck to paycheck. Right. Like you got to think like, that's crazy. Yeah. It used to be, you know, once you broke that six figure number, it was like, Hey, life was golden. hundred K was the magic number. You made it. It was, it was the magic numbers. Hey, you know, I've got, I got the two new cars. I got the house. If I want, I got the, I got the vacation home. <laughs> now mm-hmm. you, go to, you go to the store and you walk out with a couple tea, you know, some hamburger and, and a couple other things and you just drop 50 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, 50 bucks, credit cards are up. How do you fill the gap credit card? And this, this is all coming out with what? Like it's coming out right now. Yep. Well, you know, we're talking a week before student loan payments are about to hit. Yeah. And I think what was it? The average student loan payment that's about is like two dollars, five hundred and two dollars, like five hundred two dollars. That's a car payment. Like, like yeah. think about like, are you ready to add a car payment to your budget? Oh, I saw. I was watch. My wife was sending me some reels, and she sent this this um, mom who's going out to buy, who was going to hand down her car to her her son who was turning sixteen, and she was going to get a new car. She went <laughs> to the dealership. And the payment was like nine hundred twenty-eight dollars. And she was and like, she, "I don't need that Kia Forte." Yeah, she goes, "Well, <laughs> he's get he's getting the he's getting a you know a beater, you know, try and find a beater for two grand these days." Mm-hmm. You know, it it's just oh, it's it's, it's something. It's, it's definitely interesting, and I think I think we're gonna see. Um, you know, I don't want to be all doom and gloom. Like, we, you know, we're broken record, right? Like yeah. there's some positive out there, right? There's gotta be something like the I'm, longer I'm we sit at this level, the more, you know, normalized it becomes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gives us time to adjust to it. We get to yeah. enjoy it. And, and, and everything's going to adjust, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just, well, you look at, look at the UAW workers, you know, I'm generally not a, a pro union guy. I'll be honest with you. But they deserve it. They've they've lost due to inflation so much purchasing power. Yeah. That okay, guys, 
I, I'm with you on this one. What, do you, what was it? Something like the starting wage for UAW workers like went down two dollars in like the last decade. Something like that, yeah. Like I was like, how have we seen the auto industry, which was bailed out by the government, mm-hmm. decide? You know what? Like, hey, we're super. Like, we're more profitable. We're we're racking in billions and billions and billions of dollars, and we're gonna reduce wages. Like that's the hard part. Like, and and that's where I think we kind of run into like I I I feel like, you know, like I think a lot of people that are at the top deserve to be at the top. I'm never one to be like, but I feel like we're in a generation, like we we're kind of in this weird environment where um this is kind of before my time, but I feel like, you know you pay people more to stay with you because you felt like there was worth and you mm-hmm. valued loyalty and companies value these things and hard work and you became more experienced. You did this and you got retirement, you have all these things, but I feel like we've created all these policies that has diluted the desire and has created an impact where companies don't value loyalty. They don't, they don't, they don't. Do these things. They don't, they don't want to pay people more because it's like, Oh, I got to pay. I got to pay Tom more because he's been here for 10 years. So you know what? Like I'm going to hire someone fresh off the street yep. or less. Let Tom, I'll let now. Tom go. Um, I'm, I'll take this kid, even though I have to, I have to train him because I'm going to save, you know, thousand dollars a month, you know, and that's, that's the challenge, right? Like, I think we're seeing that, which because you see that, I think we see wage growth kind of hold down because mm-hmm. people never kind of work their way up, you know, You think about the 401k, 401k was not designed to replace pensions. Like the initial, like that wasn't why it was designed, but you know, they created it to, they, they designed it and realized that, wait a minute, we can replace pensions so that we no longer have to pay this, which saves the people of the company's money and the people at the top makes them more profitable. And now the employee is responsible for that. Yep. Yep. Like, I Um, mean, we got way off topic. I'm sorry. I get heated. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. How does it all impact us in the housing market? <laughs> it gets Joe oh, riled okay, up. Sometimes you just, you, you know, you, 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 you got to say what you're feeling. And you know, we're not the only ones feeling the same, this, feeling the same thing. We're, mm-hmm. we're not. There's more of us out there. And it's, we're all trying to find a solution, all trying to figure out where is it going. But I mean, how is it impacting? Well, here's this is what I got this morning from Taylor Morrison. Ooh, Taylor this is Morrison. their this is their quick move-ins, which come out on a weekly basis, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, ready now. Price cut forty thousand dollars, thirty nine thousand seven hundred seventy six. Wow. Price cut thirty nine thousand. Price cut twelve thousand, but this is you look at this. This is pretty much where the median is. Three hundred eighty-one thousand dollar house. It's up in Leesburg, but still twelve thousand dollar price cut. Yeah, another one eleven thousand. Another one fifteen thousand. Another one fifteen thousand. Mm. And they're still giving the incentives. They're still offering rate buy downs 
I'm pretty sure Taylor Morrison's what Q3 financials. Uh, what the result? When is that coming up? Is October 25th? Let's see how it looks oh. from there. I'm pretty sure they're not going to have some positive news. No. Well, we saw builder sentiment the past two months drop tremendously. Mm-hmm. But they're not the only one doing this right now. They are not the only one doing it right now. So, and, you know, Black Knight came out with their updated August numbers. And foreclosure starts were up 21% from the previous month. The level's still below uh, mm-hmm. pre-pandemic. But a 21% jump, 30, 31, almost 32,000 foreclosure starts in August. Oh, wow. So you look at that. So everything is 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 affecting the housing market. And, and you know, the job market softening up everything. It's just it's just pull everything's pulling back. Mm-hmm. And so is it is it affecting it? Yeah. You're seeing the builders builders starting to drop their prices. Um, you've got foreclosure starts starting to push up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's we've got to hit that point where it's just it we hit it, it, the stall. We gotta hit we gotta hit the plateau. Yeah. We've gotta hit the plateau. And when we look at our look at our Fed watch right now, this morning this took a huge jump. Yesterday we were at 77% for the November meeting, yeah. where what they're gonna do with rates. We just jumped to 83%. So a lot of people are looking what is going on with the economy. And they're like, ooh, they said ooh. they said maybe another uh, they're gonna they're going to do a quarter point increase in one of the next two meetings. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think they're going to. Here's here's November, and then we pop over to December, and this took a jump. We went from fifty-seven to sixty-two percent. So the market is telling us, Al, we don't think you should raise rates. Is he going to listen? That's the question. Is he going to mm-hmm. listen? And I really think a lot of this has to do with what we've seen over the past week with the 10-year yield. Yeah. And that that spike that we've seen th- this past week in that yield, and I think a lot of people are just kind of saying, mm, okay. You got to remember, Yellen's still scheduled to borrow. I think they still are, have like 800 billion dollars left between now and the end of the year that they're going to borrow. Wow. So, uh, so let's hop into our November number or this week's numbers for Orlando and our single, our uh, single family homes decreased to 359 down from 398. Mm-hmm. And we saw we saw a small increase in inventory, but we're still getting that increase. And then condos, they're holding at about 129. So you, this this is what I'm looking at is okay. We've got what 100, 400. 
we have under actually 500 sales in Orlando in the past week. And watch, look at this one. This one, this one kind of blew me away this morning because we always look at that original list of sales price and look at the dip we took 80, wow. down to 89%. And final list, we dropped to 97. That mm -hmm. was holding about 98. But where do we see the anomaly? Right here in over a million dollars. Somebody dumped their house. Somebody <laughs> was in trouble and they dumped their house because their original list of sales price, the average, remember they, they average these things out, but $897,000. Someone dropped the sales price on their house a million bucks to sell it. All right, which one was that? Come on. I know I you look that. I'm gonna look that up. You did the research. <laughs> I've got to look that up because because look what happened to the original list, the sales price percentage. It dropped to 66%. Yeah. Someone was in trouble and they needed to dump that house. But then the other big thing, our days on market took a big jump to 46, which we, mm -hmm. I was expecting this. We were expecting this to start seeing those days pull out as, as mm -hmm. the rates push up. You know, then you see, you know, sales price, sales price kind of down a little bit, but still kind of holding steady. But here, here's, we see the rate increases, rate increases, you know, that's the end of the month, but, but here you see it, we're pulling down, we're pulling back. Mm -hmm. So our period average keeps dropping. I think we were 462 last week and it's only 359. Mm -hmm. And then again. Here's our inventory. Inventory starting to climb. So this is pushing to we're we're pushing to a buyer's market very very yeah. quickly. Very quick. And because what well, we we look at it this way is you know you got we like we said we got the student loans coming in at five hundred two dollars a month starting on Monday. You know they get Sunday off, but Monday here come the payments. So. I think we're going to knock a bunch of more buyers out of the market. Mm. Then we hop into the condos and you see this percentage is starting to drop a little bit. We're down to 96 here and the average days on market has jumped as well to 40. Mm -hmm. And again, here's our inventory. We're actually, we actually have 26% more condo inventory than we had in January. Yeah. Ooh. And when the days, the days creeped up a couple days and it's just, we're going to continue to move in that manner as long yeah. as the rates continue to stay up this high. Yeah. And they're just, I don't think there's anything that's going to be like, I think, I think we might, like you said, it's, it, I think we don't see the feds increase the federal fund rate this time through, which leads what happens. Maybe. No, I don't think, I think, I think, Maybe we hit that plateau, but we're going to feel some more damage. Yeah. Um, it's going to yeah, get I a think little now, now through and, January. And we're going to have rates at, all, at super, at you know, I, I don't want to say all time highs, but rates at high, like, well, all time highs for this millennium, right? Like, yeah, 2000s, right? Yep. And, and, um, and then you're going into the slow season. Yep. And there's going to be nothing to catapult you know, stimulate sales. 
you know, like historically sales go down in the winter, the winter and spring, uh, you know, in the winter and we're going to kind of hit that. And then they pick up in the spring, right? Like rates are high. I think what we're going to see is it's going to be, it's going to be a, you know, doom and gloom, so to speak. It's going to be a very, very slim picking type of next couple months into the early, you know, maybe February of next year. And I think we see rates, maybe they do start to come back down next year. And that's what simulates a buying season again coming for spring of next year. Yeah. Well, as we saw last week, Powell took that soft landing off the table. He took it off the table. And so it's, you know, we're coming in for that landing and it's getting bumpy. Hold on, guys. Hold on. So, I mean, seller, you know, as a seller, price it right. And you may have to offer that incentive on the, on the, on a buy down. And mm-hmm. to do it, do it right out of the box. You know, offer, offer a two, one buy down so that you're, you've got an advantage over every other seller that's out there on the market. That's trying to, trying to hold the price. You know, it's what's your goal. How, you know, can you hold the house? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to hold the house now? Cause we're pushing up to that 45, 46 days. Yeah. Average on market. Remember that's average. So there's some that are going half the market's going greater than the 46 days. Yeah. So it, you got, you got to sit down you really got to really got to look at it, really look at your marketing. Um, it's, you know, I, I actually enjoy it cause it's back to old school. You got to, you know, we got to put together a good program here to make sure we get it done. Right. Which is mm-hmm. fun. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. Well, we thank you for joining us. Um, have a wonderful week. And we'll, we'll all, we will be all smiles next Thursday. <laughs> Take care. Have a good one, guys. Like, subscribe, share, tune in.